Contractor's journey to self-mastery requires discipline, integrity, and respect. Welcome to Hammer and Grind. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Brad Hebner, and I'm here with my co-host, Eric Triplett, and welcome to Hammer and Grind, the podcast built for contractors. Real contractors, true stories, real solutions. If this is your first time here, do us a favor, leave us a review, share it with another contractor, get the word out. We need your help to change as many contractors' lives as possible. If you want to join our free Facebook group called the Contractor Profit Group, go look us up online at, on Facebook, find that group, join it. There's lots of great conversations happening in there, free information, free videos, all kinds of stuff to help you in your business. Or if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, missing kids' events, working all the time, check out our paid coaching group called The Profit Club. Take your business to the next level. Listen, inside The Profit Club, we talk about the profit sales system. We talk about marketing. We talk about KPIs. It's the three things to help you put more profit in your business. You can find out more information about that at hammerandgride.com forward slash The Profit Club. On this episode, Eric's going to be giving away free diamonds to all of our listeners. So listen up and see what, how we can get that for you. Well, they say diamonds are created under pressure, right? I think if we, if we don't create enough pressure in our own lives, then we could be complacent and kind of like end up 65, 70 years old and go like, what did I do? What happened? Right? But then sometimes when I really create too much pressure, I'm like, I just want to jump off a bridge. <laughs> like, what? why did I do this to myself, right? But that's when you have to really grind it out. I guess we could say there's good pressure and there's bad pressure, right? I mean, sometimes we take on too much and, and we get overwhelmed and that's that would probably be a bad pressure. But other times we get put in situations where we're not even expecting it or wanting it to happen and it puts us in a pressure cooker. And on the other end, we come out, you know, this beautifully cooked turkey that's delicious. <laughs> Don't make me get hungry now. Look, look. At it. this is self-inflicted pressure is what I'm talking about. And see, what's tricky is like, everything's going smooth. Everything's perfect. And then you're like, hey, I'm going to push this. I'm going to get this deadline done. I'm going to bite off a whole lot more than I can chew. But I love bubblicious gum. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to like, I'm going to go for it, right? Well, that's when the other pressures show up. They rear their ugly faces. And then you have other pressures from you know, maybe employees not showing up or maybe a project having a difficult time or something like that. And and I guess the reason that this was on the top of my mind tonight, Brad, is because you just moved your building. That was like self-inflicted pressure, right? Maybe there were some outside elements that kind of like led you to make that decision, but ultimately you're like, yep, I'm going to go for it. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to bite off all this. And then you have other pressures of business, phone calls, and people want to talk to you and got to get to the job site. And oh yeah, you still got to be a dad and you know, have be home for dinner with the family. So that that's when there's a balance because like when everything's going perfect, you bite off a bunch and then everything else hits. If you're not prepared for it, it's, it could be stressful. Yeah, I mean, we, we just moved shops and in the process of moving this shop, we actually built out two offices in there so I can move my office into the shop and all be in one place instead of two. 
and there was a lot. I mean, it was pretty stressful. We had a lot of jobs going on. We still do. And and I'm short staffed, you know, so do, trying to run the business, trying to do all this, trying to build out the shop, lots of nights and weekends, long hours, trying to get this done. And we're pretty much at the end of it now. You know, I'm, I'm excited. It, before, it was a huge daunting task that I really didn't even want to do, to be honest with you. But now that it's over, I'm actually excited about the next chapter and what that's going to be able to do for our business. And so, you know, even if I wasn't under the pressure of doing those things, I would just be complacent in where I was at and, you know, be happy with, you know, maybe, or I wouldn't even say happy, just being stuck where I was at and being complacent and, and staying there instead of putting myself out there and creating a little bit of pressure on myself. So yeah, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I wanted to talk about some of the pressure I created, the self-inflicted pressures. We have our art show coming up this weekend. We do it once a year, every November. And, you know, this is self-inflicted pain, you know, like it's an event. We want to like support the community and get people to come in and, and, and see our place. You know, people that haven't been here in three, four, five, six months, they show up and they go like, oh my God, look at all it's the stuff that you've done. But when I see things, I see things undone, you know, things that are turned over, like the boneyards looking out of control. Even though from the outside people come in, they see all the cool things that we've done. So then I apply all this pressure to me to get these, to get certain things done, right? And so it kind of made, made me thought, think about like Thanksgiving, right? So we're busy, we're entrepreneurs, we bought off more than we chew, we're doing all this stuff, we have hobbies. And then all of a sudden it's like, Thanksgiving's coming and, you know, I don't keep a perfectly clean house. So I'm like, oh my God, I got to get all these projects done before, before the family gets here. And so it's kind of fun for me because I laugh at my wife. I'm like, hey, we actually get a really super clean house every Thanksgiving and Christmas and Easter, these big holidays. But there's a lot of pressure before that, right? So that's kind of how it feels for me doing these things. But we level up like every time we do this, it's like, we're making these big changes. We're making, you know, get a roof done on some containers and all of a sudden it looks, you know, more presentable. And and it's just like when you really sit back and go like, wow, I've really grown a lot because of all the pressures that I've put upon myself. And I think it's important that as entrepreneurs, we have a good perspective of, of what each of those pressures will accomplish for us. And then we have to be very selective on the pressures that we take in like, you know, when your friend's like, hey, can you help me move this weekend? You're like, well, no, this is really not a very good weekend. I got the art show coming up. I got a lot going on. You know, I'll let you borrow my truck. You know, like there's a certain amount of time where you have to say no to certain things. Oh, absolutely. I have no problem telling no. Like, I love to say no. You know, I'm kind of like, my kids would be like, hey, dad, can we go? I'll be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I like saying no, but no, you know, you have internal pressures and you have external pressures, right? And I'm by internal, I mean on yourself, like mentally, the pressures we put on ourselves, you know, men typically more so than women, we put a lot of pressures on ourselves to be successful. And you can define as success however you want, whether it's money or fame or a nice house or big business or whatever it is you know, however you want to define success, but we put pressure on ourselves. And I've had this conversation with my wife many times where it's like, yeah, you know, I want to grow the business. I want to grow the hammer and grind, like two different businesses are trying to grow them together. And there's times where it can be difficult. 
you know, where there's, there's not enough hours in the day to get everything done that you need to get done. And that creates pressure. And, you know, my wife would say, I don't know why you get stressed out about this stuff because, you know, we have a nice house and we have a great family and we make, make plenty of money. Like we don't have to do better. You know what I mean? Like we, we could be where we're at. We got our retirement set up and all those things and the investments and, you know, we're good on all those fronts. So I could stay where I'm at for the rest of my life and we would be perfectly fine with our family. But that's not good enough for me. And so I put that internal pressure on myself to do better, the journey to self-mastery. And so I think a lot of times we put internal pressures on ourselves. And again, it could be a good thing or a bad thing. You know, so, some of the things I just want to dabble in other things, right? But I, I do remember in 2008, you know, the economy was getting sideways. It was crazy. And, and my company diversified in order to stay alive, right? And so it put me in a lot of categories of, of service and service and repair, design, consultations, maintenance, you know, construction, remodels, like all that stuff in my craft, right? So prior to 2008, 2003, we were very specialized. Then when 2008 came, I diversified to, to maintain the company and the business. And then so you have that, that scar is on you. It's like etched in you. Like maybe I need to stay diversified to be able to withstand the next one, right? So sometimes when you diversify too much, I feel like you can dilute what you can accomplish in all the other categories. And then it's if you were very, very specialized, right? And so, but I don't like to be diluted. I don't like to have a diluted, I don't want to say a diluted product because I still think we put it together a nice product. But what I'm trying to say is, you know, I feel like we could do better. You know, is that what I'm, you feel what I'm saying? It's like, because a lot of the stuff we do is artistic and, and like, I feel like this, this artist part, like I could have done a little bit better. When you say better, are you talking about like, the the end product that you did for the customer could have been better? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, well, the piece of art that I deliver, if you, if you will, right? I mean, the, the client might be super satisfied with everything else, but sometimes I'm trying to, to just deliver a better product, you know, a nicer looking waterfall. And that, that's all in my head, right? That's all my, my craftsman stuff, right? But sometimes, look, well, this is how it could affect other people. So maybe I don't get to calls as fast as I could because I'm stretched a little bit too thin. I'm training a new guy. We got a new machine. And I want to make sure the crew's trained on it, you know, well. And then so I get back to the office late and all of a sudden the calls are getting a little bit later than they should be. And so like that, that affects, that dilutes that design element, the sales department, if you will, right? So that's what I'm saying. It's like, if I spent all the time in sales, then maybe it would be diluted where my guys wouldn't be quite as efficient because I wasn't there to help with that part of it. So it's like, it's like this rubber band effect tug of war. Well, yeah. I mean, we're always, we're always our, you know, toughest critics, right? How many times have you done a job and you get done? I mean, like when I do a job and I get done, let's say a bathroom model, I could get done and I could, in, in my mind, or even if I was like, if you came by and I was telling you this person, yeah, that cut over there on that tile looks like crap. This piece of trim over here wasn't, you know, as tight as I'd like it to be. Uh, we had a problem with the drywall here. It's the, you know, the seam didn't come out perfect. Like I can tell like every single area of that remodel where it was less than what I wanted it to be, right? But the customer walks in and is like, oh my gosh, bro, this is so amazing. Like you are, you just are a craftsman and just the greatest ever, you know, like, 
blah, blah, blah. And in my back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, but you don't see that joint over there that's not tight. Like, if you saw that joint, you would think I'm not very good at what I do. I put a bunch of extra you know what I mean? like, we're just, that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let me, let me shift this. That, that's what we do. Yeah. That's what we do. We, we're our own toughest critic. But the shift is, okay, that's an artistic thing, right? If the client's happy, then they're not shy on the experience. But if I'm not getting to the calls in time, or maybe I'm getting home a little bit late and, and I wasn't able to have dinner with the wife, so that, that starts to get diluted. And so that's where it really comes out, right? It, it could be like, oh, Eric, you know, you're just being too artsy-fartsy. Get over it. You're fine. But when you're not getting the calls back fast enough, if you're not getting, you know, your receipts turned in correctly to, to your office, and then they're like, Eric, where's the receipts? Like, it's been, you know, two, three weeks and now these are all stacked up. It's going to take us longer. So like things get diluted across the board when you apply all these pressures, right? I was just saying like the, the, what I was, the point I was trying to make is that that's an internal pressure that we put on ourselves about delivering a level of quality that we think is where it should be. In reality, the customer is tickled pink and they, you know, I always use the analogy of we try to be around the seven out of 10. When we do it, our, our average level of quality, we want to end up being about a seven or eight out of 10. I can't do 10 out of 10 every time. It's just not feasibly possible. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to be a seven out of 10. But the cut in the customer's mind, when they see it, they're thinking it's a 12 out of 10 because it's two different perspectives, right? Right. So it's an internal pressure that we put on ourselves to deliver this higher level of quality than what really truthfully needs to be done. I'm not saying you should do crappy work or that you're, you shouldn't do good work and take pride. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that we always put more pressure on ourselves internally. Yeah. Well, but again, I, I think, I think I screwed up by taking it to that, like, Hey, the artsy fartsy bullshit. Right. And it really is. It's like, if you're not getting the calls done on time, you're not turning your paperwork in time, you know, you're not getting the drawing done on time or whatever like that. That's when those pressures start to build up and it even applies more pressure. But, you know, I was kind of building on like when I diversified and then I was doing all those things. And then in 2012, we took on manufacturing and then we took on distribution and like, you know, then, you know, we get the ranch and then my wife wants horses and like now she's going to do horse training and we're doing wildlife rescue. We're doing all these things, right? This is all pressure created by myself to just create a fun experience for my family and myself. And sometimes, you know, my normal friends come up to me and they're like, I don't even know how you do it all. So like seems impossible. And sometimes I ask myself, like today, like I was just ripping my hair out trying to get everything done. Like, why do I, how do I, I'm not doing all this stuff. How, how do I get this done? But after the art show's over, it's always this big, you know, deal. Like w- whether we did a pond tour or something like that, when it's all said and done and dust settles, it's always like this great feeling like, wow, we pulled it off again. We leveled up. Well, yeah, that's the key. That's the key term there, leveling up, right? I mean, the, the the reason I was joking at the beginning of the podcast was about about diamonds is because the uh, diamonds, the, the strongest material on earth, is created under tons and tons and tons of pressure over a period of time, right? I mean, I don't want to relate it to diamonds. I mean, but it is. That's that's one of the things. You know, I'd like to think I'm a diamond in the rough. You know, I'm not a diamond yet. I'm still under pressure. You know, hopefully, I pop out the other side a diamond. <laughs> you're probably you're probably gonna pop out as a piece of coal. <laughs> I might. I just might. <laughs> Brad, I'd like to I'd like you to share this story with the audience. Remember when we were in Florida and we connected with Ed Milet, that really powerful talk? And he talked about, you know, when he gets to heaven and he meets God and he has a conversation with him. You remember that conversation? Oh man, I actually don't remember the, the details of that specific part of the conversation. All right. I thought it'd be more powerful coming from you than me, but 
Yeah. Maybe if you say a couple of things that might refresh my memory. All right. Well, you can take over from me if you catch it up. Uh, but Ed, Ed's whole thing is, you know, he, when he gets to the pearly gates and he meets, he meets God, God's going to show him who he was supposed to end up as. And he doesn't want to fall short of that. You remember that story now? I do remember the story, but I don't remember it well enough to tell it. Well, it's basically like, you know, every time you tell yourself no or, you know, hey, I don't want to work out today or, hey, I'll just take it easy or, hey, I'll relax. You're selling yourself short, right? And so Ed's whole story is he's like, I want to get to heaven and I want God to be like, wow, you outdid what I thought you were supposed to be. He said, the last thing I want to do is get there and go like, this is who you were supposed to be. And look how you ended up. Like you could have been, you could have done so much more. Of course, it's coming from Ed Milet. It's way more powerful, but that resonates with me. I think about that a lot. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely, I think about this on a constant basis, not that specific story, but just, you know, a lot of times, Eric, I feel like I'm trapped in my own body. Like I, I'm supposed to be much greater person. And I don't mean that in any specific way but just in a more successful or more better person overall. A lot of times I feel like I'm trapped in my own body. What a terrible place to be, geez. You ever <laughs> see that movie, uh, Being John Malkovich? Uh, I don't remember that one. That was a funny movie. Anyways, just came to mind. Listen, I sometimes I get caught between the... I'm not exactly where I want to be and I feel like I should be a lot farther along than I am already. I get stuck between that and that whole thought process of like, you're right where you're supposed to be right now. I struggle with that sometimes. Well, that's what I mean by like, I should be further along. Like, I feel like I'm trapped in a, in a slower version of my own body, of my own, of my own destiny. Like, I'm not feeling, I'm not living out my fullest potential. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, I mean, I think that's, there should be a delicate balance between there, you know, that you should have a little bit of that pressure, that internal pressure. So you, you go harder, you know, I mean, that's, I think that balance is important. Hopefully when, you know, you're way farther along than you are currently, you'll still have that, that person biting at you, you know, chewing on your ass to keep going, get harder. Yeah. I mean, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm my own toughest critic. So I'm always... Got the drill instructor voice yelling at me. Get off the floor, you dirtbag. <laughs> get up and get to work. I, I think this is important. You know, I, I shared some on Instagram this past week. I shared some pretty tough moments that I had in business. You know, I know you remember it, but I, uh, a lot of people reach out to me like, wow, dude, I can't believe you even shared that. That was, that was pretty tough. That was real. Like, I, I don't think I'd have the balls to do that. I really want to know what your audience thinks. I want to know, I want to get some feedback from that, right? So, I mean, I've done that for a long time over, over the years, sharing successes and failures in business and life, you know, on, on all the storytelling platforms that I do, whether it's Facebook Live or Instagram Stories, Snapchat, whatever, uh, TikTok and all that. I, I just feel like it's not all rainbows and unicorns. And what I, what, the reason I wanted to press this tonight, Brad, is to like let the audience know that we deal with it too, you know, and we're still going to deal with it when we're way farther along than we are now. It's just all a part of entrepreneurship. Yeah. I want to give, before I forget, Eric, I want to give two shout outs. Today is Wednesday. It is the Marine Corps birthday. So happy birthday to all my devil dogs out there. And tomorrow will be Veterans Day. So thank a veteran 
appreciate you guys' service. Yeah, for sure to that. Okay. Now okay. you can go back to your regularly scheduled broad, broadcast. <laughs> no, I just, I just, I just want, I just want the audience to know, like most of us are going through that. It's a constant battle. It's you know not alone. You know, again, we've talked about mental health and this whole thing. You know, and there's those moments where you like want to break down, like you're at the end of the rope, right? I just think that it's it's really important for listeners to realize that we're human too. We're going to go through it. They're going to go through it. When we get to the other side, we want to level up. We're going to have to throw that rope out again and go to the end of it. I don't think anybody with any sense of intelligence would think that people, even like famous people or high-performing people, are just 100% on their game every day, 24-7. Like they just wake up, piss excellence, and they just do that all day and they're first all day long. Like I don't think anybody truly believes that, that that's how it is for every single person. So yes, you're right. We, we, we are struggling with that in our own businesses. We have our ups and downs. We have our seasons and we're going through it as well. So, you know, we're, we're not, Eric and I are not trying to say we got our crap together and we're like, you know, everything's perfect because it's not. I mean, I have lots of other struggles, but I do want to get back to the pressure though of why this is important because I think a lot of times we put too much pressure on ourselves and we need to take a step back and say, you know what? Did today go the way I wanted it to? No. Is my year going the way I want it to? No. But could it be much worse? Absolutely, it could be, right? We can we can look back and and realize where we've come from and where we're at now and 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 take pride in that and not focus on the negative aspects of what's happening in our lives and our businesses and in creating even more pressure on ourselves. That's for me, that's when I tend to get more on the the press side where I start to struggle with is because I put too much pressure on myself. And sometimes I guess got to look in the mirror and be like, dude, it's okay. Look where you've come from. Look what you've done. Look where you're at now. Like you've accomplished a lot. Like there's a lot to be proud of and what you've built. You don't have to go from 500,000 to 2 million in one year. Like that doesn't have to happen like that. It's okay. I think that, you know, going back to if you're really planning your day out, if you're tackling the most important things in the morning to get things done, you know, if you can feel like you won the day, by like, you know, noon or one or two o'clock. And even if the, the rest of the day kind of spins out of control, you know, you still got a good day in, right? So if you're always chipping away and the statistics are climbing up, like you're you're going up the ladder, even though you go up like two or three steps, like we've talked before, and you take a step backwards and to recoup, and then you wake up the next morning and start it again, take another couple steps up the ladder as long as we're continuing to climb. You know, that's that's the important factor. And so, but I, I do think it's important that everyone realizes it's important to create those pressures and then figure out how to attack them. And, and as you were saying about getting depressed, I mean, I think we've talked about the mental health in here. I mean, I know a lot of contractors get super depressed, like super down. I just worried that a lot of them, you know, need help getting out of that depression. You know, they need a big win somewhere down the line. So I just, I think some focus is in order here to chip away daily at these things. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, the pressures I was talking about or have been talking about really are the negative pressures that we put on ourselves, right? I think there's good pressure. And so if it's okay with you, I kind of like to shift to the good pressures and, and how that can be beneficial. 
Yeah. You know, like we were talking about a little bit earlier, you know, I moved into the new shop and now I have my office there, but there's going to be lots of good benefit for my business that comes out of this move and the effort that I'm putting into it. And so that pressure of, you know, working a few nights and and the weekends and a lot of hours put in to get this thing done, that's pressure, right? But the outcome of that is going to be a more efficient and more productive schedule for myself and the team and, and a little bit better environment to work out of. And so that's going to benefit me even though I've spent the last four or five weeks doing this and putting an extra pressure on myself, the net result of that is going to pay off dividends for years to come, right? So it's a short-term pain for a long-term gain type of pressure. Yeah, that's the best. And that's what I'm trying to say. That People have to find that balance. Entrepreneurs, contractors, they have to find that balance. They have to take those steps. You know, and sometimes when you take that big step, it feels like a big old mouthful of bubble gum. You're chewing on a big old thing, but you just got to focus on the little micro steps that get you closer to finishing that piece out like your puzzle, right? Now you have the recording room, you'll be able to get out of the house, you'll have room for your, your office staff, all that stuff. I mean, it looks super clean. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. You know, other pressures is setting goals, Right. I mean, you really got to be able to set goals for your business, sales goals, revenue goals, production goals, all those things need to be done. And it should put a little bit of pressure on you. When you do stuff in your business, there should be times where you're like, I have no idea how I'm going to get this done. I literally have no idea how I'm going to do this sales, you know, meet this sales goal this year. I don't even think it's feasible, but that's your goal. And then that's the pressure you put on yourself. And at the end of the year, not only do you meet your goal, but you beat it by $100,000 or whatever it is. Yeah. Like that's good pressure. I'm not going to argue with you. Okay. Well, why don't you add to it then? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's, it's just interesting because right now I, I set some hobby goals and, you know, now they're just, they've, they're their own little animals, man. You know, like on my fish room and my bonsai arena, like... Those goals, they're supposed to make me get relaxed, but I'm trying to push those goals to the next level. And now what I've taken on to relieve stress and create fun experiences after work and on the weekends and stuff, now is stressful because now I'm trying to take that to another level. And so it's like, dude, what are you doing? What are you thinking, Eric? How come you're doing this to yourself? Yeah, I mean, I, I've, and here's the thing too, is a lot of times, you know, your situation changes right? Your priorities change, different things happen. You know, for me, six years ago, when I got into shooting, my goal was to win a national championship in the division that I shoot, stock service pistol. That was my goal. And I worked really hard. I mean, I spent a lot, a lot, a lot of time practicing. It's going to the range once a week. I was shooting north of a thousand rounds a month, dry firing almost every day for a couple of years straight. Like I put in the work to get there. But there were a couple of things that happened along the way physically with me that, that slowed down that process. And, and some other things happened. My son is now older. And so for me, that's no longer a priority. Do I want to do it? Absolutely. Is it a priority? It's not as high as a priority as it used to be. And so now I've basically removed that goal from my mind. It's still a goal, but it's not. The pressure is not there. And now I can shift focus. Now next year, I'm going to shoot a different division just for the fun of it. 
because it became too much of a job to try and do this. And it, it's, it's not as fun anymore. So for me now, I'm going to change a different division. I'm going to have fun with it. And maybe a year or two years from now, my spark will come back and I may change my mind. But there's going to be different times in your businesses too where the pressure comes and goes and you got to change focus and, and change priorities. And that's okay as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just, unfortunately, my sideline fun stuff is all living shit. So it's like, I can't just shelf my fish from like, oh, I just don't want to shoot for the next couple of months or it's going to take six months off. It's like my whole fish room needs attention. And then I got all these bonsai trees. I mean, that's like, I need, I need to get some things that I can put on the shelf for a little bit. And I do like shooting guns. Well, yeah. I mean, some of that stuff too, though. I mean, you, you could sell your bonsai trees. Don't talk to me like that. You you could don't, actually do that. You know what? Don't don't say that to me. <laughs> you could always buy more. I mean, I'm obviously we're joking, but that's true. People will do that. You no, know what they I mean? Will. Like they, yeah. they're like, no, I can't. I can't do that. I have to. And they'll just keep they'll keep adding more pressure onto them. Some people out there have they think they need to have 10 employees in order to have a successful business. In reality, if they just got rid of them all and they just stayed as a one-man show, they would probably be much happier, make more money, and have less pressure in a healthier life. Hey, one of, one of my dear friends, he's, you know, I, he's been in building ponds as long as I have, 20 years, and he lives in the mountains, and when it snows, he just takes off. You know, he, he's super lean. He makes good money, and, you know, he travels the world, and... He's doing triathlons all he trains all the time. I mean, he's I think he's living a pretty pretty good life and he's super lean and and careful with his business. You know, and on the here on the flip side here, you know, I got a lot of employees and I got a lot of liabilities and so I mean, I'm still happy doing fun stuff, but it's fun to see him, you know, we started at the same time and we we've, we've led two totally different paths. Yeah, that's awesome. He figured out what's happy to him, what you know, what what his priorities are and how to live the life that he wants to live and in a lot of ways, that's what we're trying to do with the Hammer and Grind podcast, Eric. We're trying to teach contractors how to live the life they want to live and have the business that funds the life they want to live. I mean, the whole point of having a business is to be able to fund the life that you actually want to live, right? Well, and, and I would like to add that, like the legacy that you want to create. I think that's an important factor as well. Because well, I could, I could live a perfectly amazing life I could lose all my employees and live a totally amazing life, but I, I leaving the legacy would not be there. You know, it'd be harder for me to be there. The legacy. Are you talking about the legacy of your business or just the legacy of like wealth and what your family can do? Both. What specifically about your business do you want to live as? I mean, do you want the, the pond digger to live on for the next 50 years? Um, yeah. Okay. I'm just curious. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I hope I can go another 50. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's not the same for me. Like I, if some dude walked in my office and said, hey, here's a check for $2 million. I'll buy your business. I'd be like, see ya. Peace. <laughs> like, peace out. I don't care. My business was my hobby. And now, you know, it's my business. So it's like, I'm trying to leave that legacy behind and teach the things that I learned and, and all that stuff. All my experiences. You know, so that that is part of what I want, and and I think that's interesting because, you know, my buddy that I talked about, and this is this is crazy because there's so many different factors, and I think this can maybe maybe people can relate. His family is very wealthy, 
I'm sure when his family passes, he doesn't have to worry about anything. You know, he's going to have these amazing homes and all this stuff. So for me, I didn't have that. My dad, you know, when he passed, he lived in an apartment. He didn't have anything, didn't leave me anything, you know? So he he has a he doesn't have the pressure of like, hey, what am I going to do when I'm 60? He's probably going to be fine, you know, because of his family, you know. And then 10 years ago, he went through a pretty bad divorce. You know, I've been with the same woman. And so he's like living a little more free, like, hey, I don't want to, I don't want to be pent down. I don't want to pay too much child support. Like all these things, these factors weigh in, right? And so externally, you look at the two, the two people, and you're like, wow, that guy's really got it going on. He doesn't have all the stress of all these employees. But we have very, very different lifestyles. See, we have very different circumstances in front of us as well. Yeah. It's a, from the outside looking in, it, it seems like the legacy you're talking about is more of that of, of educating people in the pond, in the pond world, not so much the name of your business and the business itself. True. True. Well, I mean, hopefully that name is tagged to it, but sure. then part of my, my fabrication and my patents and stuff like that. But, but now it's hammer and grind. Like I want to help mold some young contractors and maybe some old contractors that have been screwing up and, and help make some changes. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that's why we started this whole thing. And I was looking up some stuff while you were talking about the difference between diamonds and coal and what the difference in pressure is. And I mean, simply it says diamonds require more heat and more pressure, right? So the only way you're going to turn out to be a diamond is to apply more heat and more pressure. It's that simple. And my question is, are you doing it enough? Are you doing too much? You know, and, and how do you how do you know that? I mean, I don't know. I don't really know. People are going to have different breaking points as well, right? People. I mean, I think I've worked well under pressure. You know, a good part of my life. You know, I think I do. I work pretty well under pressure, and some people just don't. So they have to they have to go at a different pace. And I, I wanted to also talk about Steve Jobs and Gary V, because they're very different personalities. And I know Steve. He was a monster to work for. He applied a lot of pressure. You know, Gary Vee's 180 degrees. He wants to be the biggest building in town, but do it with kindness. And where Steve Jobs was like, just really brutal on his people. And, and, and I, I love both of those guys. Yeah, I mean, let's listen to a book about Steve Jobs. I can't even remember the name of it now, but it was pretty interesting. But you know, what, what do you want to talk specifically about him? Like what? Well, I, again, it's just, it's two very different people. They're very different personalities, you know, like... Steve died early, had cancer. Was that due to his mental status and the way he applied pressure to everyone and got mad at people and like that tension, right? There's probably, he's probably lived with tension a lot where Gary doesn't do it as much. You know, he's a little bit happier. So that's curious is like, you know, they're very different people, different times, whatever. But is, is Gary going to live to be 103? That internal pressure didn't create the stress inside of him, that constant tension, right? It's a little more happy environment. Well, I mean, it's it's night and day difference because Steve Jobs created the pressure. He he was the pressure, and he would go to his teams and he'd say, "Okay, we're going to create a new, uh, we're going to iPod, right?" And you got six months to do it. And his team would be like, "There's no way we can't do it in six months. We you know we don't have the technology, blah blah blah." And he'd be like, "Okay, we'll create the technology and get it done in six months." So he was creating the pressure. Gary Vee is more like, "Hey, man, don't put so much pressure on yourself." You know what I mean? Like, it's okay if you screw up. Like, play the long game. Be patient. Don't put too much pressure on you. So it's like two, you know, polar opposites of this whole 
talk. But but Gary still goes at it for you know eighteen hours a day. He goes hard, you know. So that, just because he's telling you that doesn't mean he doesn't apply it on himself. You know, he's doing a lot of things. Will he be a trillion dollar company like Steve before he passed? It's hard to say. I don't know. Different times, different technologies. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. It's not about how much money you make, right? That he who dies of the most toys wins. Like that's that's a stupid saying, right? You have to figure out what's important to you. I think the the takeaway of this podcast is you really need to look and see what is good pressure and what's bad pressure. And the things that are bad pressure, try to eliminate those. And the things that are good pressure, try to add a little bit more pressure and heat and you'll come out on the other side as a diamond or in other words, you'll benefit from it. Yeah, learn, learn when to say no. You know, try and manage that stress. Try and have some fun hobbies on the side. Maybe stick away from the fish and the bonsai because there there's a lot of work. <laughs> I can't step away from those. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's all I got, Eric. Unless you got anything else, I think you can take us out of here. All right, let's do it. Hey, thank you so much for paying attention to us. We really appreciate when you jump on the podcast. It means a lot to us when you share the podcast with other contractors because, of course, we're trying to make the world a better place through helping contractors create better experiences, not only for their customers, but for their families as well. Please check us out uh, over on TikTok at the Hammer and Grind podcast. And we'll check you out on the next time. 